Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You and I, in all the decisions of life, need to be led by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' life was successful because everything he did was through the power of the Holy Spirit. All those things that you see there. Jesus was dependent, sensitive to the voice, and obedient to the Holy Spirit 24-7. When we look at the life of Jesus and the things he did, the miracles he performed and the lives that were impacted by him, and contrast all of that with our sometimes mundane lives, it can be depressing. Jesus promised that we would be able to do the same things he did, but we don't have the power, the holiness that we see in his life. Pastor Mark will be reminding us of the need to be filled with the Holy Spirit as we were designed to be being obedient to the Spirit's prompting and trusting Him for the outcome and realizing that living like Jesus is not some task to perform, but a lifestyle to embrace. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he continues his message entitled, The Holy Spirit, Essential to Jesus and Us. John 13, 15, Jesus speaking. I have given you an example to follow. 1 John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God, those who call themselves Christians, Christ followers, should live their lives as Jesus did. So you already begin to see that what we're watching in the life of Jesus, and we'll see all the way through the book of Luke, that's my role model. That's who I need to be. Now, we have a problem with being full with the Spirit. We have a problem with being led by the Spirit because I was born with a sin nature. Jesus had no sin nature. So unlike Jesus, I have to have a first, an amazing experience with the Holy Spirit, but it's called being born Again, one day, remember, a very religious man, Jewish man, Nicodemus, came to Jesus. And he thought his religion gave him the right to have a relationship with God. But Jesus said some very interesting words to him. Nicodemus, you must be born again because your spirit, the real you, is dead. You have to be born again. You have to have a relationship with God. Now, how did you become a Christian this morning? How in the world did you become a Christ follower? Well, I'll explain it to you. It was all about the Holy Spirit and what he did in your life. Now, here's something you need to know this morning. 
2,000 years ago, the same Holy Spirit that baptized Jesus, the same Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, that had a relationship with Jesus so he could be full and led his whole life, is the same Holy Spirit that one day convicted you and convicted me of my sin. The very same Holy Spirit. So I could repent and believe and become a follower of Jesus. So let me give you this morning some relationships that you have to have before you can be filled with the Spirit. And I want you to write them down. Some of you will understand these. It will make a lot of sense to you. Turn with me in your Bibles to John 14. For the rest of you, it'll be very clear when you see this. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. Now, let me preface this. For three years, Jesus had been walking every day with his disciples. They were following him. They were modeling their life after him. He would convict them when they made mistakes. He would say to them, no, 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 you can't do that. What are you thinking? He would encourage them. He would challenge them. He would comfort them when they were hurting. Then one day Jesus said this. You've heard me talk about it. I know you didn't understand it, but I'm going back to heaven. I'm going to the cross first. I'll be crucified, resurrected. I'm going back to heaven. So the disciples are thinking, uh, okay, you're leaving. Every morning when we got up, we just did what you said. We just followed you where you were. In fact, they're thinking, Jesus set the clock ahead that morning. Now they're thinking, is Peter going to do that? I ain't trusting Peter to do that. So they're, they're thinking, how in the world are we going to do this life? And so Jesus says to them, look, I love you. I care for you. God's going to provide for you. When I leave, you will never be alone. Now watch what he says. Take a look at verse 16. And by the way, in verses 16 through 18, you see the, the Trinity again. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Watch this. And I will ask the Father, Jesus speaking, and he will give you another counselor, comforter, to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit, when he comes into our lives, he never leaves. Forever. The Spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Now, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, watch these two keys, for he lives with you and he will be in you. Here's Jesus' last words to his confused disciples. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So what Jesus is saying is, he says to his disciples, just like I walked with you, it was personal. You experienced following me. We had a relationship together. It was close. Just like that, I'm leaving. But the other one coming is God the Holy Spirit. And you will have the very same relationship with the Holy Spirit that you had with me. You will be able to experience, as we sang in our worship song, God, let us experience your presence. Sometimes people are confused about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is not an essence. 
The Holy Spirit is not a power. The Holy Spirit is a person. Would you write this down this morning? God, the Holy Spirit, is a person we can know personally. By the way, as you begin to think in about that, you'll see in a moment how important that is in your life and my life. So Jesus says, notice, he lives with you. He will be in you. He, him, personal, personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. A lot of you don't know. I, I know about God. I know about Jesus. Holy Spirit? Yeah, he's part of the Trinity. He's God. And you are to have that relationship with him. Now, again, look at these two relationships. But you know him for he lives with you. First relationship. Everybody that's a Christian has this relationship. This is how you became a believer. Number one, convicted by the Holy Spirit. Convicted. Before you became a believer, we learn from the Scripture that when he would come, John 16, the Holy Spirit would convict the world in regard to sin, righteousness, and judgment. So before, the, before salvation, the Holy Spirit is alongside of us. He's convicting you. He's convicting me when I became a Christian. It goes something like this. Some of you in our service today, the very first time, and you wonder, well, you meet your Holy Spirit's beside me. I don't see anybody beside me here. No, it's a thing of the Spirit. So when we're talking about the Word of God, the Holy Spirit's the Spirit of truth. So sometime in your life, the Holy Spirit will say this to you. You know that guy that's talking? Or that song that was a Christian song that was just played? Or that television program with Billy Graham on it or Greg Laurie or something? Man, I, I do need God. I've been searching my whole life. I didn't realize my sin was the problem. Jesus died on the cross for me. Man, I'm convicted. What do I do? Who did that to you? It wasn't the pastor. Sometimes we see this with pastors. Get right with God! Oh, I was really convicted. Not really. You're probably walking out of the building right now. The Holy Spirit says this. What you've been searching for? And by the way, he's saying it to some of you this morning. What you've been searching and looking for cannot be found without a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, you were created to know God. Till that happens, nothing eventually will work right. Oh, you'll have some times it will, but you'll always be without purpose. So he comes along and he says, you need to repent. You need to ask God to come into your life. Jesus died for your sins. Come on, get with it. The goal is for people who are lost to come to salvation. That is the initial role of the Holy Spirit. And he does it in your life. By the way, since the Holy Spirit's a person, he can be pleased, pleased, but he can be actually hardened against his words. So maybe you reject that. Well, it offends the Holy Spirit. You're quenching the Spirit. He's saying to you, get ready today. No, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So he's here to bring us to Christ. That's where everything starts. Now, look at verse 17. He'll be with you. And then what's the next word? Here it is on the overhead. Second relationship. You, he'll be in you. He'll actually be in you. He will come and live inside you, indwelt 
by the Spirit. At the moment of salvation, God, God, the Holy Spirit, comes to live in us. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit. He actually takes up residence, permanent residence on our heart. He sets up a home, and we're to interact with him 24-7. It's an inward work, and it begins to conform us to look like Christ. That's his role. Now, I want to just stop for a moment because this is huge. There is no religion in the world that has this truth. See, the moment you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit, God, comes to live in you. If you go to India, Hinduism. If you go to many of the countries that are Buddhist, then I go often. And there's a statue, and they're crying, and they're praying, and they're bringing gifts. And the statue can't hear, can't feel, can't touch. Certainly you can't have a personal relationship. I couldn't grieve this thing if I had to. But the Holy Spirit, as a Christian... He comes and lives inside of you. Now, he didn't come just to rent a room. He came to rule your life. So I want you to see this. Would you write this down this morning if you're a Christian? I would like to hear an amen somewhere. I know it's the wrong kind of time of the day, but here it is. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit living inside of them. Can I hear an amen in this place? So if you're a Christian this morning, do you have the Holy Spirit living in you? Do you know what? Most of us never think about that. That's my nice truth. Well, that's what we're going to learn. What is that supposed to do for my life? You'll see in a moment. Would you just turn to your neighbor and give them a smile this morning, your coffee smile, because many of you have had many cups. Just say to them this morning, I have the Holy Spirit with your finger. I have the Holy Spirit living in me. Come on, turn to your neighbor right now. Come on. I have the Holy Spirit living in me. And he's the one that said to you, enough coffee. Now, here we go. So some of you are going to say right now, Pastor Mark, that's fantastic. But what does that look like? What is that supposed to look like in my life if I have God, the Holy Spirit in me? Well, who's our role model? Jesus. So what did it look like in the life of Jesus? This shouldn't surprise you. Three things. We've already taught you. Here we are. Number one, if I have the Holy Spirit in me, I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus was. Number two, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, controlled by, under his influence. If I'm going to be like Jesus, of course, I need to be full. I need to imitate that relationship. We'll talk to you more about how that looks. And last, maybe one of the most exciting for all of us, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. You and I, in all the decisions of life, need to be led by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' life was successful because everything he did was through the power of the Holy Spirit. All those things that you see there. Jesus was dependent sensitive to the voice, and obedient to the Holy Spirit 24-7. Dependent, sensitive, obedient. And if I am going to be what God wants me to be, that's the lifestyle I need to live, to be baptized, filled, 
continue to be filled and led by the Spirit. Now, one of the most exciting things in the life of a Christian is to be led by the Holy Spirit. How many of you that are older remember when you took a trip, you needed to get a map and you, you undid the map in the front of the car of the seat? How many can remember that? Okay, good. How many remember coming to Florida the very first time? And you drove in, you stopped, got free orange juice, and you got a Florida map. How many remember? Come on, yeah. We still kind of do that, don't we? Now, when the map gets outdated, I don't want to hear the words in the car. So now we don't have maps. What do we have? Google. Whatever, right? All those kind of things. Sometimes Google ain't right either. You ever hear that lady saying, turn left? You're saying, you're crazy. I don't know who you are, but I, don't, I am not turning left. By the way, Google can't help you spiritually. Only God can direct your life. Do you get it? Nothing wrong with Google. I like Google. But only God can direct your life. So one of the most exciting things is to be led by the Spirit. He's never wrong because he's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. But we don't see the necessity of it. Well, let me, let me give you a verse first. I rewrote a verse in Romans. It's a guaranteed for your life. Here it is. Romans 8, 14. I just reworded it and put some there. Don't, don't try to find Balm or Bible in the bookstore. It isn't there. Every Christ follower, now I use this word for a reason, is designed to be led by the Holy Spirit. Anyone that's listening to me, if you're a Christian, don't give me this blank look this morning. You are designed to be led and live by the Holy Spirit. But we don't get it. Well, when I need God, I'll contact him. No, it doesn't work that way. You are designed to be led by the Spirit. Not weird led. When you go out to eat after here, well, I wonder what God wants. Let me just pray and see what God wants me to choose off the menu. No, use your brain, Goofy. Just use your brain. He isn't interested in that. And this, of course, you're eating stuff that hurts your body. That's another whole thing. He will convict you. All right, now let's move on. Understand... Turn in the Bible, and I want you to go back 2,000 years ago to a healthy church. Turn in your Bible to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13. We're going to take a trip to a healthy church, and as we get there, we're going to see some exciting things about being led, hearing God's voice. Acts 13 will be in verse 2. Now, remember, this is a growing church in Israel, and watch what happens. While they, the church... We're worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit, what? Said. The Holy Spirit spoke through a prophet, through somebody. Said. Now, I want you to look at me for a moment. Look at everybody, look at When the Holy Spirit speaks, I want you by this sign. When you hear what the Holy Spirit says, if you were there, it was very clear to you. I want a thumbs up. Come on now, just like a Facebook. If you think, Man, he just talked, but it wasn't very clear to me. Down. So I'm going to read it. You either give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Here we go. Here's what the Holy Spirit said. Set apart for me, God, Barnabas and Paul for the work to which I have called them. Was that clear or unclear? Come on. How many think it was totally clear? How many think it was unclear? If you do, you need to read it again. Because it was what? 100% clear. So what did the Spirit say? I have a new role for Saul, which is Paul, and for Barnabas. I'm sending them out. I have 
a new venture for them. Look at verse 3. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And the two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, he's leading them, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. So Paul and Barnabas are led by the Holy Spirit to leave the church there in Israel and head out to plant churches all over the world. Now, why are they doing this? God was reminding the church why we're here. We're not here just to stay here. We're here to impact the whole world. Just last summer, we sent four or five young men and wives to plant churches. This is what God's doing. Now, notice, you say, well, this is really neat, but it doesn't really have any relevance to me. Oh, yes, it does. Now, how many of you here this morning are Gentile in our campuses? Just raise your hand if you're a Gentile, okay? Some of you don't know, you're in trouble. I mean, come on. How many are Jewish this morning? Okay, there's a few Jews. I had one at first service too, okay. When Paul headed out on this missionary journey, in his day when he got started, who were the people that were getting saved in Israel up to this time? By and large, who were the people that were getting saved? Jewish people. God's changing that. Paul heads off eventually to Europe. Where did most of us, our relatives, come from? Europe. So this call is why you're a Gentile Christian this morning. Can I hear an amen? You say, are you kidding me? Of course I'm not kidding you. That's how it happened. God wanted you to know Jesus. What a great thing. Now, when you see that, it reminds me of a book that I read a while ago. And one of my favorite authors is Mark Batterson. And he wrote this book called Wild Goose. It was like, what? Weird. And he got it from the Celtic Christians They had a name for the Holy Spirit. They called the Holy Spirit the wild goose. In other words, it hints at the mysterious way the Holy Spirit leads. Well, it's 100% biblical. Remember I told you Jesus was talking with John the Baptist, and he gave him an idea. He said, you need to be born of water and of the Spirit. And then he says this. Let me read it to you. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone that's born of the Spirit. You see, what he was talking about, the wild goose, is you never know in your life or my life what the Holy Spirit is going to say. That was the surprise to Saul and Barnabas. 23 years ago, at the end of March, The wild goose called Linda and me from Merritt Island to here. That was a surprise to us. We just obeyed. The Holy Spirit led us here. By the way, he wants to do that in your life. We heard in the teaching today how Barnabas and Paul were selected by the Holy Spirit as a result of the disciples spending time worshiping the Lord. We were reminded that if we want to be faithful disciples of Jesus, we need to imitate him in the way he depended on the Holy Spirit. We also were shown the necessity of being led by the Spirit and of expecting the Holy Spirit to speak to us personally. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. As Jesus modeled to his disciples and also does to us, reliance on the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is the only way that we can live the life that God intended for us to live. Pastor Mark has so much more to share from these passages. Please join us again as we continue to explore the Spirit-controlled life and learn more about the Spirit's role in regeneration and in living more completely for Jesus. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving